What is up, everybody, and welcome back to DW Sports. I am your host, Will Feller, and NBA basketball is finally back, baby. I am so excited. I hope that you guys are excited, too. Today, I'm recording this on the second round of games. Yesterday, we had two games. We had the Brooklyn Nets at the Milwaukee Bucks. If you guys don't know, the reigning NBA champion always hosts the first NBA game of the year to kind of lift their banner from the previous year. So last year's champion was the Milwaukee Bucks. So they played Brooklyn at home for the very first game. And then the Golden State Warriors at the Los Angeles Lakers. I'm going to get into detail with that. And then I'm going to talk about some of the games that I saw today. First and foremost, if you're not following our social medias, our Instagram and Twitter is DW Sports with two S's on the end. Our Snapchat, DW underscore sports. Same with our TikTok and our email is DW Sports Show at gmail.com. If you have any questions. Also, seriously, guys, if you guys want to get your body into shape, go into UFC class. This gym will literally... Get your body into shape so fast. Dumbbells, they have a half-rack bench press. They have battle ropes, box jumps, cardio bikes. They have a treadmill in there. They have agility ladders. Literally every piece of workout equipment you can imagine. If you want to become a better athlete, get your body right, or lose weight, or just become a healthier person, I promise you, UFC class is the gym to go. You will not find better pricing at any other gym, and you will not find better results at any other gym. The culture at UFC class is amazing. The employees there, the members there are all very, very kind, and I just love everybody there at UFC class. So make sure to join the class family in Noblesville and go to UFC class and use the promo code learn to box to get a discount on your first membership. Okay, so that being said, I hope you guys are going to go into UFC class, but we're going to talk a little NBA as well. So yesterday, like I said, was the first two games. And let me just say something. First thing I noticed right off the bat, the Brooklyn Nets need Kyrie. They need him bad. And I'm not going to get into all that politics stuff because I'm here to talk about sports. I have my own beliefs. You have your own beliefs. Kyrie Irving has his beliefs. Everybody has their different beliefs in a way, right? And so I'm not going to state my opinion on the vaccine. Um, if you're wondering, I am unvaccinated, but I'm not going to state my opinion on it. I mean, saying I'm unvaccinated, that doesn't mean that I'm saying I don't want to get it. I just haven't really thought about getting it. It hasn't really crossed my mind. I did have COVID, but we'll just see how it is. But that's all I'll say is that I'm unvaccinated, but that doesn't say anything about my opinion on the vaccine. Kyrie doesn't want to get the vaccine, and whatever he believes, that's fine. And the Brooklyn Nets need him bad. I mean, not only were the Nets getting out scrapped, the Nets looked like they were just single-handedly playing at a level they shouldn't be playing. The Milwaukee Bucks just manhandled them. I mean, the Nets look like a G League team. You want to talk about an NBA Finals contender getting beat 127 to 104 on opening night. The way that Brooklyn was playing, you would think that they had already played 75 NBA games and they're near the end of the season. 
They're trying to conserve their energy for the playoffs. The Nets had no passion. They had no drive to win. I don't know what their problem was. I don't know if it's Kyrie Irving. I don't know what it is over there. But it is unacceptable to go out there and play like they did on opening night. I mean, we're talking about an NBA Finals contender. We're talking about a team that a lot of people bet to win the NBA Finals. And let me tell you, Vegas is going to be getting a lot of money on those betters if the Nets continue to play like that. A lot of money. Kevin Durant, I mean, he did his thing. 32 points, 11 rebounds. Pretty solid night for KD. James Harden had 20, 8-8, close to a triple-double. That's a solid night, too. You had Patty Mills lighting it up, 7-for-7 from the arc, 21 points, solid. Steve Nash played a lot of people, but it wasn't Kevin Durant or James Harden or Nicholas Claxton. It didn't matter who it was. Whoever went in the game, they were lacking heart. They got the ball stolen or blocked from them. Oh, I'm just going to decide to jog back. I'm just going to decide to walk back. And then the Bucks get a wide-open shot. I mean, Brooklyn had to disappoint their fans. Sometimes I go to teams' social medias. You know, when they post a final score, Twitter, Instagram. I'll sometimes go to their social media and see what their fans are saying about the game. I didn't even go to Brooklyn's. I'm not even a fan of the Brooklyn Nets. I like the Pacers, which for the love of God, I'm going to talk about them too. But I like Brooklyn because of Kevin Durant, but I'm not a fan of them. Kevin Durant is my favorite player, and they're just a joke. I didn't even look at their Instagram, and nor did I look at the Bucks. Giannis, of course, 32 points, 14 boards. I mean, literally couldn't be stopped. That's another thing that Brooklyn lacked. I know you can't really stop Giannis. I mean, the only way to do it is to double-team him in the paint, but the Milwaukee Bucks are too good of a team, and Giannis is too smart of a basketball player to where you can shut Giannis down, you can stop him to driving, you can stop him from going into the paint and penetrating and scoring, but they're going to score other ways. They're going to kick out to Chris Middleton. They're going to kick out to Grayson Allen who's new to the Milwaukee Bucks. Drew Holiday, who unfortunately got hurt, but he can light it up from the arc if he wants. That's why the Milwaukee Bucks are such a good team. That's why they won the finals. The Milwaukee Bucks are stupid sometimes. They take some stupid shots, but when they actually slow down and play their game, they're a good basketball team because they all know how to work together And none of them are selfish. Giannis does not care if he has two points and zero rebounds and one assist. As long as he wins the game, he's fine with it. Because, honestly, in my opinion, the only way to stop Giannis is you put a beefy, strong forward on him. He's still going to penetrate to the bucket. You can't let him get to the block. Um, To the block or just anywhere you know, from block to block, that kind of invisible line straight across. If he gets there, you're done. You got to send help out. But that's where Giannis is so good. He's going to kick it out 
and those guys can hit wide open threes. Jordan Nora can hit wide open threes for the Bucks. Um, like I said, Grayson Allen, Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton, and even Brooke Lopez can knock it down occasionally. But, I mean, what a win for Milwaukee. They just look like the best team in the NBA right now for sure. I thought the Lakers maybe had a shot of being the best team in the NBA. But they really played what I like to call Lakers versus everybody. Um, and I'll talk about that in a minute. But for the Nets, man, I mean, you would think that for all the guys they have on their team, KD, James Harden, Blake Griffin's not as good as he used to be, but he's still solid. Joe Harris is a phenomenal shooter. Only got five shots from the arc the whole time. Kevin Durant and James Harden shot more from the arc, and they're allowed to shoot from the arc without a doubt, of course. But honestly, in my opinion, Joe Harris should be Joe Harris and James Harden should shoot the most threes on that team. KD should be more of a mid-range slash three-point guy, but Kevin Durant can do whatever. I mean, he's just a he's a seven-foot tall forward that can do it all. He can drive, he can shoot from mid-range, he can shoot threes, he can create his own shot wherever he wants to, and that's what makes him so good. Durant, in my opinion, I think is a mid-range. I think that's what he specializes in is mid-range, but he is also a phenomenal three-point shooter. The Nets. They just need to pick it up. I mean, if you heard Stan Van Gundy, he he was announcing during that game. He even said, like, they're not hustling back. It's just, I mean, they're just not, I don't know what, it's probably has to be the Kyrie situation. And they play at Philadelphia next. We all know how that's going to go. Sixers fans are literally insane. So if James Harden and Kevin Durant, don't get Kyrie back. They're screwed. They'll make the playoffs, of course, but they're not going to be a finals contender like everybody says. They need to get Kyrie back now. That way, their starting lineup is probably going to be Kyrie at the one. Well, I guess Kyrie said he'll be the two. So James Harden at the one, Kyrie at the two, Joe Harris at the three, KD at the four, and maybe run Blake Griffin at the five. I think that would be their best lineup. Blake Griffin's capable of playing the five. But they need to get him back now. He's too good to not be playing basketball. And I know a lot of people don't like him because of his personal issues or because of his politics or whatever, but he just needs to relax. He just needs to stay off social media, and he just needs to... Worry about himself right now. You know, whatever he wants to do, it'll come eventually. If Kevin Durant and James Harden want him back, they'll reach out to him eventually. I don't know if social media and whatnot is getting to Kyrie Irving, but something is affecting him in the head. I think something is getting inside him mentally why he's not trying to do anything because you think about the Ben Simmons situation. Like, Ben Simmons... Is he doing the right thing? Uh, I mean, I say he kind of is, but he kind of isn't. I mean, he's overreacting. He's being too much of a baby, I would say. I mean, you don't you don't slam your basketball on the ground and just walk out of practice. You don't quit on your team like that. My parents always taught me something. You start something, you finish it. 
So if Ben Simmons wants to make a commitment to the Philadelphia 76ers, if he's going to show up to practice every day, I believe that Ben Simmons should commit fully to the, to the team and not walk out. I know that the fans in Philly hate him, and that's why if I was in that situation, would I want to return to the city? No. I would not want to return to the city if every single fan doesn't want to watch me play. They hate me. But then again, I wouldn't react in the same way as Ben Simmons. And I know it's hard to do as a pro athlete where you've got the center of attention on you of all times, but he either needs to commit or he needs to say to the Sixers organization, you better get me traded because I'm not playing for you guys this year. I just really wish that everything in the NBA would resolve itself. There's too many good athletes right now in the NBA not playing because of politics or COVID situation or whatever it is that need to be playing and they're not. And it's just sad to see, man. I really hope the NBA gets back to what it was a few years ago. But I think it's still fun to watch. I mean, the Warriors-Lakers game was very, very fun to watch yesterday. Stephen Curry. You want to hear something about Stephen Curry, guys? This man... Is so humble. He had a triple double and he said in his post game interview, Yeah, I played like trash. Like, like really, Steph Curry, you played like trash. You had a triple double. That's just how hard he is on himself. And I don't mean like that's not going to go out and affect his game or whatever, but he knows that he could have done more. And Stephen Curry is just that type of guy. Like, if he's going to go out there and have a triple double and say he played like trash, that just showed you what, what he's capable of. Stephen Curry. He was 2 for 8 from 3, which I think is kind of what he was referencing. He had 21 points, 10 rebounds, 10 assists, first triple-double since 2016. But the one thing I noticed about the Golden State Warriors, they could be back, baby. They could be back. I'm telling you guys, bro. I know they don't have Klay Thompson. I know they don't have Draymond Green like he was a few years ago. Draymond Green's kind of taken a, uh, a downward fall towards production-wise, but Jordan Poole, my goodness, 20 points for my man, he could he could win most improved player, and I, overreaction maybe, I know it's one game, Will, but the stuff that he was hitting, the fadeaways, the, the shot creations that he was hit, I mean, I have not seen that in the past two years from Jordan Poole, I would not be surprised if this man wins most improved player, I would not be surprised at all. And then, of course, you tackle on Klay Thompson towards the end of the year with the Steph Curry, who's lights out from the arc still. I know he was too afraid this game, but you cannot leave him open. Oh, no, you cannot leave Stephen Curry open from the three-point line ever because if you do, he will make you pay. He will make you pay. Draymond Green did play 30 minutes, only had six points. Draymond, I think that he just needs to worry about defensive end more. Draymond... He's not that much of a threat on the offensive end anymore. He was kind of in his prime, I would say, 2016, 2017. Kind of that Cavs-Warriors matchup. But let me tell you, Draymond Green is still phenomenal on the, de- on the defensive end. And he's going to continue to be phenomenal once he gets Clay Thompson on the team. I think Clay benefits Draymond in a way that nobody really sees. Clay, when he's on the court, is so much of a threat 
three-point shooting, the defenders always have to be stuck to him like glue. So maybe maybe Draymond is still like that offensively. Maybe he's just not like that when it's just Steph Curry on the floor because you have an extra defender. Uh, whoever the Warriors are playing, the opposing team has an extra defender that you know can kind of sag off a guy like an Andrew Wiggins or Kavon Looney or somebody like that. When you have Clay Thompson, you've got to stick to him like glue, which leaves sort of the free throw line area open sometimes. It leaves the paint wide open sometimes. And Draymond Green's a versatile big man. He can slash through the rim and finish anytime he wants. Oh, baby. That man has a layup package for a big man like no other. And if this man is back like he is back in 2016 or 2017, the Golden State Warriors are back. They are back, my friends. If Draymond Green still has that offensively and if Klay Thompson still has it offensively. It's hard on a guy when you don't play for two whole years to just go out there and just shoot lights out. He's got to kind of get back into his rhythm. There's nothing wrong with that. He's just got to get back into his rhythm. He's got to get his, you know, catch and shoot back. He's got to get his one dribble shot fake, make the defender go flying three-point shot. Steve Kerr has the ability to bring this man back. Andre Iguodala is back. Andre Iguodala. Let me tell you guys something. Why is Andre Iguodala most famous for getting blocked by LeBron? Like, I'm being dead serious. I feel like Andre Iguodala is the most famous for getting swatted by LeBron James in the playoffs. Like, why is that? Iggy is most famous for getting swatted by LeBron in the finals but y'all got for, y'all, y'all forgot he won Finals MVP. So I don't really know. Um, everybody played for the Warriors besides Gary Payton the second, but like Moses Moody from Arkansas got minutes was pretty good. Namani Bielitsa played really well. Otto Porter's obviously on the Warriors, but if Clay Thompson can get his offensive threat back, if Draymond can get his offensive his offensive threat back because Clay kind of spreads out the floor. I think the Golden State Warriors are going to be back. As for LA, Los Angeles Lakers, y'all are just one guy versus everybody on your team. One thing that stood out to me for the Golden State Warriors. Why they beat the Los Angeles Lakers? The ball movement. It was so pretty. They would pass, pass, open shot. That is what like the Los Angeles Lakers would be taking. That's what Russell Westbrook would be taking. He was 4 for 13 yesterday. The Warriors make that extra pass. That's why they won. LeBron and AD, they can take that shot. They are superstars, top 10 players in the league. But you got guys like Kent Bazemore, Russell Westbrook, who sometimes is fine, taking threes. Make that extra pass. This is why Frank Vogel, when he was in Indiana, because I'm a Pacer fan, this is why I didn't like him. Frank Vogel, when he says you have an open shot, take it. If you can shoot the ball a little bit, take it. 
I would rather you make that extra pass. That's like saying, okay, Andrew Wiggins, you're wide open the top of the key. How about you shoot a three instead of making one more pass to Steph Curry, rotate the defense one more time, and make Stephen Curry shoot a three? That's why the Warriors beat the Lakers last night. That is why the Los Angeles Lakers got beat. I mean, for the love of God, the Los Angeles Lakers have everything they need on their team. Defenders, scorers, playmakers, passers. I mean, what else do you need? What else do you need, LA? And just for proof, I'll go through everybody. Scores. You've got Carmelo Anthony, who I still consider a scorer. LeBron and Anthony Davis is everything. And if you're everything, I consider you a scorer. So we'll just count LeBron and AD. Westbrook is a slasher, I'd say. I wouldn't say he's a scorer. I'd say he's a playmaker. You've also got Avery Bradley off the bench, who is a scorer. Dwight Howard, DeAndre Jordan, who are defenders. Anthony Davis, who is a defender. Rondo, who's a playmaker. I mean, you have everything you need. You literally have everything you need sitting right in front of you. And I don't know what is wrong with the Los Angeles Lakers. Is it today's NBA? I mean, this is today's NBA. You pass the ball two times and you take a three, whether it's contested or it's wide open. Whether you guys like it or not, the Golden State Warriors play beautiful basketball. They play beautiful basketball. I don't know if it's because Steve Kerr played with Michael Jordan and that's the type of basketball they played when um, 96 in the, the early eight or the late 80s and the early 90s when Steve Kerr played with the Bulls. Well, not the, not the late 80s, but when Jordan played with the Bulls in the late 80s, you guys know what I mean. Is that the type of ball Steve Kerr wants them to play? And I'm not even trying to act like an old head and be like, oh, well, this is the right way basketball needs to be played. I'm not trying to be like that, but if you want to win basketball games, that is the way to do it. Why do you think they were so good when they had clay? I don't know, probably because they rotated the ball and got their shooters wide open for a trade ball. That's why. And then the funny thing is. LeBron James told Dwight Howard he could let a tray ball fly. It was something with a block rule. He said, like, if he has two blocks a quarter or something like that, like one block a quarter or twice as many, two blocks. I don't know what it was. It was something with blocks, but if he got a certain amount of blocks, he could let a tray ball fly. Now, would I be questioning LeBron James in a basketball game? No, his IQ is off the charts. But, LeBron, you're going to have a situation where the Lakers are up by, like, seven or something, right, in the fourth quarter. There's, like, say, six minutes to go in the fourth quarter. The team that you're playing is on a 5-0 run, so they're kind of getting a momentum shift towards the, towards the opposing team's side. Dwight Howard gets two blocks. Dwight Howard lets the tray ball fly. You're going to be put in a situation like that where I know Dwight Howard's not a stupid player, and, like, if it's a close game, he knows, like, okay, I probably shouldn't shoot a three right now. I know that he's not going to be like that. But 
he's going to have a situation at some point to where he's going to let off a stupid three and then the momentum's just going to shift even more. So for that reason, I don't like, you know, I don't like LeBron's all recruiting and all to the Lakers because, I mean, what's the point? What's the point? If you're just all going to shoot threes the whole time, then why does it matter who you get in free agency? I mean, Carmelo played 26 minutes and only shot nine field goals. If you want Carmelo to be a guy who just scores, tell him to take more shots. Tell, I mean, he took, the, he took the same amount of shots as Kent Bazemore. Kent Bazemore ain't a score. He's a defender. So... That's why I think the Los Angeles Lakers lost. The Warriors just played better basketball than them. Better ball movement. Um, better shot taking. And situational basketball. And then, you know, back for the Bucks, They just out-hustled, out-scrapped the Nets. I don't know what was the Brooklyn Nets' problem, but embarrassing. I mean, just embarrassing. I can't believe the Nets could play like that, bro. I will, like people are excited to watch the first NBA game of the season and the Brooklyn Nets come out there with absolutely zero energy, zero will to win, and they seem like they played 75 NBA games before that game. Like you just got people unexcited for the NBA season. Seriously, dude? Whatever. The Nets will somehow still find a way to win 60 plus games, but Opening night, come on. You guys know, since I'm a Pacer fan, I got to talk about my Pacers. Um, if you guys saw the final score, we lost by one, 122 to 123 at Charlotte. And usually I would go in a big rant about it, but honestly, I've seen everything from my sports teams. I've seen leads blown. I've seen injuries. I've seen stupid passes. And I'm talking about, Football and basketball, by the way. I'm an Indiana Hoosier fan, true and true. Football and basketball, go Hoosiers. I'm an Indianapolis Colts and an Indiana Pacers fan. So everything Indiana. And out of all four of those teams, I have literally seen everything. Like I said, blown leads, stupid decisions, bad coaching calls, bad referee calls, and I'm just done with it. I thought with Rick Carlisle as our head coach, there's no way we would blow a 24-point lead, but here we are, sitting on DW Sports with the Pacers 0-1. Charlotte outscored us 33-13 in the third quarter. 33-13. Are you serious? How do you have 13 points in the third quarter? Now, I don't want to talk too negative about the Pacers because I'm glad that we got this out of the way early. Last year, it was in the middle of the season where we blew leads, and we couldn't get out of it. We didn't, Nate Bjorken didn't know what to do. Our team started kind of, I would say, panicking, and we couldn't get ourselves out of it. We always just kept blowing leads. I'm glad Rick Carlisle got this out of the way early so we can kind of fix it. I'm glad it's not an important game like a playoff game, Game 7, where there's no fixing it. You know, we're just 0-1. We have 81 games left. It's fine. Demonis Sabonis looked phenomenal as always. If you don't know how good Demonis Sabonis is, give the man his respect right now. 
33 points, 15 rebounds, 4 for 6 from 3-point. Man shot 66% from 3-point percentage. That's pretty good. Our rookie, Chris Duarte, 6 for 9, 3-point land, 27 points. That's the most points by any Indiana Pacer rookie in uh, their first game debut ever. I think this kid's going to be a stud. A 3 and D guy. I'm not going to lie, when, I, when we first drafted him, I thought that he was it's kind of too old. The 13th pick in the draft this year, I thought that he was kind of too old. 24 years old as a rookie, I kind of wanted somebody younger, but he played phenomenal. I'm proud of him. He played really well. Eight-man rotation, I think that Rick will go to nine next week. Or not next week, <laughs> I have NFL in my mind. Next game uh, at Washington. I think that we'll see a little bit of Isaiah Jackson, our, our rookie in, our second rookie, and then maybe a little bit of O'Shea Brissett. I don't think we'll see both of them. I think one of them will work their way in into the nine-man rotation, but one of those guys is fine to play. I mean, they're both – I think Isaiah Jackson's going to be a stud, and O'Shea Brissett I think is pretty underrated as well. As for Charlotte – LaMelo Ball just killed us. Just absolutely killed us. 31 points. Gordon Edward had 27. Ish Smith had 14 and it's some big shots down the stretch. It's just... James Borrego... Play, I mean, he just flat out adjusted better than Rick Carlisle. I never thought I would say that. But his adjustment to our momentum was just flat out better than Rick Carlisle's. We could not stop them. And we cannot score. And they scored 24 straight. We were up by 20. And they scored 24 straight points. And we soon enough, we were down by four. We ended up taking the lead again in the fourth quarter. Sabonis had a chance at a game-winning shot. It was just a... It, I wouldn't say it was a bad shot. It was just an off-balance fadeaway. Just a tough shot. But like I said, I'm not too terribly mad. It's just the first game of the season. Charlotte... Probably wanted probably wanted it more than us, probably because we beat them in the uh, playing tournament last year. So, zero and one. I'm I'm literally never ever used to any of my teams winning the first game of the year. The Colts haven't won it since 2013. Literally, I was eight years old. That was the last time the Colts won Week One. The Pacers sometimes win it. We won it the past few years, besides this year, but. If they don't win the season opener, I'm fine with it. IU football didn't this year. We got shellacked to Iowa. I mean, it's just season openers are just brutal this year for my sports teams. But hopefully it gets better soon. Thank you guys for tuning in this episode. Make sure to watch a lot of NBA basketball this year. I think this season is going to be good. If you're 21 and older, I encourage you to bet on NBA games. You can win a lot of money, parlaying bets, all that type of stuff. I really enjoy it analyzing and talking about sports betting so if you have any bets that you want me to talk about or you want me to uh speak about on the show you know say you hit a huge bet or something you want me to talk about it on the show email us at dwsportsshow at gmail.com or dm us on instagram dwsports with two s's on the end thank you guys for tuning in to this nba episode and i'll see you guys in the next episode peace